I'm Sabil Marcellus. Welcome to Yahoo Finance Presents. In this episode, I sit down with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Kareem is the NBA's all-time leading scorer, six-time NBA champion, the league's only six-time MVP, and the author of 16 books. Kareem, it's great to have you on. Nice to be with you. Kareem, you've pointed out that the coronavirus has exposed the slimy underbelly of institutional racism. Let's first talk about jobs and black workers. The unemployment rate for black workers is consistently higher, and some economists have pointed out that many black workers suffer from a first fired, last hired phenomenon. How much of that is a factor in fueling these protests? I think... uh... The nature of, of the jobs that uh, most Black Americans have are, you know, uh, borderline uh, uh, steady jobs. You know, a lot of them are subject to the the whims of the uh, economy, and uh, it's not steady employment. And um, you, you find people that go on and off of unemployment. You know, it, it's a totally different landscape in the Black community than it is for the rest of the country. How prevalent is racism in America's workplaces and how much does that impact income inequality? Well, I think um, it starts with the education system that does not work in the black community for a number of reasons. And then you have undereducated uh, black Americans trying to get jobs in, a, in uh, an economy that is increasingly high tech. So uh, the jobs that uh, Black Americans tend to get end up getting tend to be uh, less uh, glamorous, uh, pay less, uh, not much future in them, and uh, that is a, a consistent uh, factor in uh, you know the status that blacks have economically in our country. It, 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 all of that affects the bottom line, and uh, our bottom line is a, a lot worse than uh, white Americans. Well, you recently had a very powerful op-ed in the L.A. Times. Can you tell me about that? Well, I just uh, tried to point out to Americans what they were watching when they saw all of the unrest. You know, people pushed to the edge, uh, people who have no voice, uh, no power, uh, no economic power. They they just are tired of dealing with the system that... uh, it oftentimes ends up killing them. Uh, the, the police forces kill black Americans at an inordinate rate. And uh, it, it has to do with racism. So, uh, you know, we, we, have, uh, we have a long way to go to get it to the point where America lives up to its promise that all people are treated equally under the law. That, that isn't happening. And uh, I, that, that's what we have to try to work toward. Well, speaking of that, corporate America, companies like Facebook and Walmart have made headlines for donating millions to social justice organizations fighting racial injustice. Is that gesture enough? Well, it's a start. Uh, For some reason, they have woken up to the fact that uh, certain segments of our society need uh, a cash injection to to get rolling. Hey, that's a start. We have to uh, start figuring out who needs help and uh, giving them the, the aid that they can use to succeed. Uh, you know, we, we want people to be able to succeed. The American dream works for everybody. 
You know, it all it takes is hard work and honesty and uh, consistency, and you can make it here. Um, black Americans have to figure that out in a way that that is uh, consistent and enables them to uh, participate in in uh, American society. And many companies have announced their support for Black Lives Matter. But should they also look internally at how they treat their own black employees? Because if companies support Black Lives Matter, shouldn't racial income gaps be eliminated immediately from the payroll of all employers? Yeah, but I, I think we can we can deal with that issue uh, equitably by just giving everybody a living wage. Wow, that that <laughs> that's going to make it possible for people for people to do the things that they need to do for their families. So uh, we've got, we have to get to that point, and uh, the people who want jobs have to qualify themselves. So, you know, the educational gap has to be bridged. Uh, if you have a, a, a ninth grade education, you can't participate except at a very low level. We have to recognize that and figure out a way to train people so that they can be productive. That, that is a valid goal, and uh, these corporations can uh, go a long way to seeing that uh, those gaps are filled with those types of uh, people. And when you say living wage, can you give us a sense of how much you're talking about? <laughs> well, not in numbers, but in in uh, results. You know, be, people being able to keep a, a roof over their heads and food on the table and send their kids to school. You know, the bare minimum uh, that gets you ahead. That, that's uh, I don't think that's that 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 is unattainable. You know, that that, that should be possible. Absolutely, should definitely be possible. And there are only four black Fortune 500 CEOs. So let's talk about America's corporate boardrooms. Why is there, do you think, a lack of diversity there? Again, uh, history speaks to us. Uh, black Americans starting out as having nothing other than uh, the clothes on their back at the end of the Civil War, um, We've been playing catch up economically ever since then and have never caught up. So uh, that's an issue. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the educational system does not prepare black students to, to, to participate in our society in the same way that it does for white students. You know, it, it just doesn't work for us. So we have to figure out a way to make that work and to get uh, the educational level in the black community up to whatever it has to be so that blacks can get the good paying jobs. I have a, a foundation that uh, emphasizes STEM, S-T-E-M, science, technology, engineering, and math. It's called the Skyhook Foundation. If you want to find out about it, uh, go to skyhook.org. We'll find out all about it. But we send the kids to camp and they get uh, a, a one week uh, hands-on experiments with the uh, STEM subjects. Uh, they got, they observe the night sky, they observe, uh, they, they do water quality, uh, they take samples for water quality, um, they look at the flora and fauna and uh, make observations and uh, get an idea of uh, just how technology and uh, science are involved in most of the jobs that they want to get in, in the 21st century. We work with the LA Unified School District and we've had a very good response for it. And uh, absolutely, the great work there. And let's talk about the role of sports. 
in fighting racial injustice. You famously boycotted the 1968 Summer Olympics in Mexico because of racial violence in the U.S. Actually, in April of that year, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Looking at athletes now, the sports community, should they be stepping up, doing more, using their platforms to push for change? Yeah, I think they should. And that's what they're doing. You, you see the uh, guys in the NFL, guys in the NBA, uh, now Major League Baseball guys are, are all uh, using their voice and their platform. And I'm, God, I'm so proud. Uh, we have the example in our own uh, city here. LeBron James opens his wallet. You know, and uh, puts his money where his mouth is when he's trying to improve things in the black community. This is awesome. And this is going to make change. Uh, this is significant change here, you know, because the whole community gets behind these uh, efforts and uh, we see success. And I'm, I'm, really, uh, I'm really proud of what uh, all of the athletes are doing across all of the sports and across uh, all racial lines, uh, blacks, whites, Hispanics, they're all involved. It's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see. And do you think we'll actually achieve change now? What's different? I think there's a determination now. And I think that the fact that so many different groups see that we're all facing the same issues, you know? So uh, all the people that were uh, uh, demonstrating because of what happened to uh, George Floyd. If you looked at, at the crowds out there demonstrating, they were totally uh, totally integrated. You know, blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians, uh, everybody, um, LGBTQ people, Muslims, Jews, women, it, it, they were all out there demonstrating for the same issue. And uh, I think when you have that, that broad of a response uh, from Americans uh, across the nation, uh, something's going to happen. And I, I think it's going to be positive. I'd love to get your thoughts on the NFL's kneeling controversy. You mentioned it briefly before. What do you expect in terms of moving forward? Did you expect that big of a backlash to Drew Brees' comments and the NFL actually changing their stance? Oh, yeah. I, I expected that because uh, what happened to, to George Floyd that uh, that opened a lot of people's eyes. They got an idea of what uh, Colin Kaepernick was talking about uh, four years ago now, uh, when he was demonstrating and, and people wanted to dismiss him. They wanted to dismiss him because it was just uh, it was a subject nobody wanted to talk about. He was pointing out something that nobody wanted to talk about, and we see what the result is uh, by that issue not being dealt with earlier. Uh, so many deaths between then and now. Uh, it's it's really uh, it's really uh, not a surprise at all that the NFL got on the right side of history here. Uh, we have uh, Republican uh, legislatures now. Uh, George Romney was uh, was marching with the uh, with the demonstrators and, and and said Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I I was shocked. My mouth fell open on that one. You know, it's a it's a new day, and uh, I think we will. Definitely with the people that are understanding what this is all about and lending their voice to the righteous protest, I think we're going to have uh, some significant change uh, and we will maintain this discussion. I don't think people will, will be quiet about it anymore. We will maintain the discussion 
we will keep the pressure on. Uh, now is the time for, for people to uh, wake up and do that. Absolutely. Mitt Romney definitely showed solidarity there. But President Trump still came out on Twitter and he did not support what Drew Brees did. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, what would you expect from President Trump? Consider the source, you know, and, you know, we can move on and keep doing what we've been doing. Got it. No, absolutely. We can definitely leave it at that. So there's this new documentary coming out with Bruce Lee. I understand you guys developed a friendship because you were both yeah. unique uh, at the time and you both faced racism. So tell me about that relationship. Well, uh, it was interesting. Uh, Bruce had to deal with racism in the acting profession. Uh, he had to deal with the fact that uh, most of the people in the studios thought that most Americans would not accept a Chinese person as a hero. Um, and Bruce lost opportunities to, uh, to act here in America because he was not white. So he went over to China, uh, went to Hong Kong and uh, partnered with Raymond Chow and uh, made incredible movies that uh, were, were blockbusters. Uh, so he, he, he beat the system and then came back, he made Enter the Dragon, and again, uh, wowed everybody to show uh, that Chinese culture could be uh, the source of interest and uh, had uh, lots of people watching it, you know, uh, on uh, TV, the, uh, the, well, what was the series, uh, um, The Green Hornet, which uh, Bruce started. That became popular, and then the, uh, the TV series, what was on ABC, uh, Kung Fu, you know, so it, he, he changed people's minds, and, you know, it was, it was neat talking with him and interacting with him as he tried to figure out how to go about showing that uh, all people should uh, be able to have their heroes up on the screen, and, uh, you know, he, he provided the... Uh, the example for it. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you and I will both be watching the documentary. Uh, Karine, tell me what else have you been up to since the coronavirus hit? Well, I've been doing messages for people. I, I'm involved in a new uh, technology. It's called Iconogram. You can go to iconogram.com. I, I, if you're celebrating something, a birthday, wedding, Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, Christmas, you name it, I'll do a message to someone that you want to send a message to, a video message. Uh, we we tape it for them and, and send it to the person that you want to uh, surprise. And it's gotten a, a really nice response. So it's iconogram.com and uh, we'll figure out something that'll keep you happy and, and send a wonderful message to whoever you want to send it to. Yeah, no, that, that's that's definitely uh, terrific. And you also donated uh, for COVID-19 PPE. So tell me more about that. Well, uh, I, I I have friends that, uh, you know, in different places. So I, I uh, got some uh, protective uh, equipment and donated to UCLA Medical and to Scripps Medical. And, uh, you know, just happy to do my part, you know. Got to give back, and uh, those places they, they needed, it was at a time when uh, you know, the equipment was, wasn't getting out there fast enough. So I just tried to do what I could do to, to help that along. Well, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it was great having you on. Thanks so much. It's nice talking with you.